Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so I have Jenny Wolt on the line, and she's a founder and president of Splashbox Marketing. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share about Splashbox and what we're doing. All right, Jenny. So uh, I'm excited about today's topic. So in preparing for this interview, I did a, a dive into ADA compliance, what 508 remediation means, why it's important. And uh, I'm excited to bring this content to my audience because I learned a lot as I was researching. And I know you have much more insight to give than uh, on this topic as well. So excited to get into it and the importance of it. Um, but to get this episode started, we'll start it the way we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Jenny, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Jenny, what mission matters to you? Well, at Splashbox, we really have two missions. Um, number one is to help our clients meet the guidelines of 508 remediation and make sure that their websites and documents are ADA compliant because we want to provide the heart of sight community with the same access to information the sighted person has and to make yeah. them a part of our digital community. Um, our motto uh, here is 508 remediation. It's not just the law. It's the right thing to do. So we try and, and communicate that to our clients. Um, the second part of our, our mission is to provide great creative designs to meet the needs and the standards of our clients and help them expand their market base and to communicate effectively with their customers. Oh, that's awesome. And I love bringing mission-based individuals on the show to share like why they do what they do. And I think you have a big task and a big and a big mission out here because a lot of people are affected and I'll, I'll let you go more into that. But um, maybe just to get us started, like tell us a little bit more about your background. Like how did you get started as, a, as an entrepreneur and on this journey? Uh, well, in 2006, I started Splashbox Marketing. I had been a stay-at-home mom for 12 years and suddenly found myself needing to get back into the workforce. So I took my previous experience as an art director for a magazine and my degree from Cal State Fullerton in advertising, and I wanted to launch a creative ad agency. So that's what I did. Um, and some amazing businesswomen took a chance on me and helped me build my client base. And then in 2012, we added in the 508 remediation, and I brought on my first partner. His name is Craig Wolt. And we began growing the business from there. And so we went from just a one-person enterprise to now we have a team of IT professionals that are out here doing great work. And we have hundreds of clients now. And so it's been an exciting journey, and I've been very blessed to be on it. What an amazing story. And, uh, you know, there, there'll be some people that watch this and they're maybe not quite as as far along in their journey as you. And I mean, what you, you said, as you mentioned, you know, you uh, you went not you, from, you know, being the homemaker, I believe, and kind of and raising your child and for the first 12 years or something, you're out of the workforce. And now you're you're starting a business yourself. So that like start, like tell us a little bit more about, about what that's like, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there now that are considering starting a business and maybe they just kind of don't know exactly the direction or where they want to go with it. Like what, what kind of advice would you tell them? Um, one, just 
you know, creating something that you have a lot of knowledge base in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, not being afraid to ask questions. Um, I picked a lot of people's brains. Um, I still do. <laughs> Trying <laughs> to learn more and get more information. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, also, setting up boundaries for yourself. It's so easy when you are, you know, like most small businesses, to work 24-7. Um, but to create a healthy environment for yourself. Um, and to really stay focused on the important things in life, no matter what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, that's family. And that's the whole reason that I wanted to go out on my own to do something was so that I was still available for my kids when I wanted to be. So it's awesome. Uh, great, great advice there. And uh, so fa- fast forwarding a little bit. So now you got Splash Fox Marketing going. You're, um, you know, it started originally, I believe you said, as, as an ad agency and doing a lot of things you are you are doing. And then you find this this specialty. So this ADA um, specialty, I would say, or niche, however you want to say it. Um, like what drew you to that? Like, what was the, where was the connection there that you were like, Oh, this is something that we really want to build out. Well, I had never heard of it. I had no idea what it was. And I had a client come to me and they had been fined, um, by a regulatory agency for not having their documents compliant. And I was providing their marketing services at the time. And they said, hey, we need to find out what 508 is. We need to find a company to do it and get it done quickly because we've been dinged for not having it done. So I went out. I started doing the research. I found out you know, all about it. I found them some, um, some vendors. Yeah. Um, they were very expensive. And I pretty much gave them a breakdown of how much it was going to cost them and you know, what, how we can move forward. And they're like, came back and they said, well, we decided we want you to do it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, hmm, interesting. Uh, so I The went- problem of when you're good at what you do, Jenny, you just now explained it. <laughs> we, can you just do it for us? <laughs> yeah, can you just do this? And so um, I went to um, a company in Washington, D.C. that has the software um, that we were starting to use at the beginning mm-hmm. and got some training, got certified in it, and mm-hmm. then came back and I was like, I don't, it's time consuming process. It's not an easy thing to do. And so that's when I brought Craig on. He said, you know, I'm kind of interested in this. I think, I think I could do this. And I'm like, great. So it began a journey until we, you know, now are very proficient in 508 remediation to the point that we've now consulted with that software company on new versions of the software. Um, And do a lot of training, uh, just letting people know what 508 is. So before we go any further in this, because I, I man, a bunch of questions I want to ask, but I don't want to assume that everybody watching this knows, you know, you know, the significance of ADA compliance or 508 remediation. Maybe start by kind of telling us a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, simply put, 508 remediation and ADA compliance um, just means that your documents and your websites have undergone procedures to make them more accessible to the heart of sight community. The 508 is actually the number of the law, uh, just like 504, it addresses hard of hearing. So that's your closed captioning. 508 addresses the heart of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you make a document, uh, 508 compliant, it means that a person with limited vision um, is able to have the same experience as a sighted person. Um, so, for instance, this makes sure that the document reads in a logical order. 
So if you took like a newspaper with its multiple columns, a screen reader wants to naturally just read right to left. So it's going to read right across the top of those columns. So nothing is going to make sense to the hard of sight person. So we go behind the scenes and we tell the screen reader, you're going to read down and then back up and down. Um, also, we add alternate text to images so that they have a word picture in their head of what it is is on that page and how it relates to the information around them. Mm-hmm. We also uh, put in bookmarks so that the person can navigate the document. I mean, we, we remediate documents that are upwards of 3,000, 5,000 pages. So imagine you're trying to get it through this insurance document. You need some information that's on page 3,500. And you've got to scroll through all that or you have to read through all that to try and find that information you need. So yeah. we make it easier to navigate those big, huge documents. Um, we also adjust how the screen reader reads certain words and acronyms. For instance, uh, HMO, which a lot of our healthcare providers have the word, you have that acronym HMO going throughout their documents. Mm-hmm. And the screen reader will at times want to read it as homo. Not exactly what you Oh, yeah. Mean. So <laughs> make it so it says HMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with like abbreviation for doctor. Sometimes the screen reader will read it as drive. So we just go in and yeah. tell it, this is how you need to say this. So that's kind of in a nutshell what we're doing to a document to make it more accessible. And so um, like this affects a lot of Americans. So like I'm not not an exact number, but like how many people are affected by like some type of like vision impairment? Well, by some type of vision impairment, there is actually about 90 million uh, Americans wow. suffer some type. Yeah. As significant. Yeah. Significant um, would be 25 million that are affected by this. Wow. Yeah. So it's not, and the reason I say that is that um, it's not just the thing to do or the right thing to do it. Like as your, as your tagline says, but like, you're really helping a lot of people. Like there's a lot of people that would maybe want to access some content that they, they just can't. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's really opening up a world of different clients, different customers that can access your documents. And so one side of the argument that, I, that I've heard before, right, is obviously it's, it's the right thing to do. Um, that's one, of course. And then also that uh, you, you want to do it as well so you don't get fined, as you mentioned, like you had somebody that you knew that was fined. And I've heard the same stories, but I've not heard as many people necessarily say um, what you have, which after you told me that it makes sense is that it can actually be good for business. Like, tell me more about that. Well, if you an accessible document is not only better for the hard of sight, it's actually better for a sighted person. So just again, imagine you've got you pull up this PDF off of somebody's website and it's got three thousand pages. Those bookmarks running down one side of the document now is gonna make it easier for a sighted person to navigate it as well. The additional information on a photo that's tying it to the text will also make information um, make more sense for that document. So even if you're cited or not, it, it really increases the um, amount of time a person's going to spend with that document because it's easier to read. And then also when you have designers that are designing to accessibility, like my team is, they are focused on correct color contrast, making things you know visually pleasing, and so just your designs are cleaner and your documents are cleaner. 
And so um, let's go a little bit further into as we kind of unpack this. Um, let, let's go further into splash box marketing. So, of course, working with um, ADA compliance and then a five-weight remediation, amongst other things. I mean, tell us more about the firm and maybe um, you mentioned healthcare, of course, but uh, maybe some of the type of industries that you work with. Right. So we started out with working with a health plan to make their documents five-weight remediation compliant. Basically, any entity that receives any kind of government dollars has to be compliant. Um, So we work with health plans. uh, We work with financial institutions. um, And we also have government contracts. We are very pleased that we have been working with the national park system for Mm -hmm. seven years now. Um, We really enjoy, uh, we get a great education uh, reading through their documents because, you know, invariably when you're remediating them, you're also gathering a lot of information about stuff you had no idea about. And so a lot of our team gets a kick out of, you know, learning about all the national parks. So that's been a fun one to participate with. That's great. And then, um, and then tell me a little bit more maybe about the digital side of things as well. So are you doing things on websites and otherwise, like tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So what we will do for a company is, you know, most firms don't want to turn over their their control of their website to us. But what we use are tools to go through every one of their pages on their website and make Mm -hmm. suggestions of things they can change that will make the website itself accessible. So Mm -hmm. it's actually a three-part process that we go through um, and to reach them to the level they need to be to have that Mm -hmm. site compatible and um, compliant. So it's a really deep, intensive dive into their website and we give them basically the framework and the instructions to make it compliant. And so on our end, I know when I was kind of, you know, I was took a little poll of the entrepreneurial community I know and other things like that. And there was, you know, some some conflicting opinions there. And I, I know on our website, for example, we have a uh, we have a or I should say a myth. And that was that like maybe only larger companies are affected by this, like in that, like in terms of websites, because a lot of people watching or they'll think like, okay, on the website, like, well, we don't need that little, you know, plug in or this or that, or we're small or nobody, like everybody's affected by this. Or am I, am I off on that? No, everyone's affected. In fact, two thirds of the lawsuits last year alone were for companies that were 50 million and smaller. So it affects everybody. I mean, yes, it's affected Target, Netflix, Winn-Dixie, Five Guys, Nike, Domino's, and Beyonce. But that's what you hear in the news. That's why I think that's what it is. They're like, oh, that's that's a Beyonce problem. It's like, no, yeah. it's not a Beyonce problem. It's not a Beyonce <laughs> problem. It's an everybody problem. So even your smaller companies are getting dinged. Um, the states that have the most lawsuits, so mm-hmm. you know, maybe this will make people breathe a little easier, but are mm-hmm. pretty much your, your coast. So yeah. for whatever reason, that's where most of them are going on each side, um, yeah. where the, there's the most. But like it is exponentially increasing every year. And as we become more and more focused on e-commerce and online shopping and all of that, it's only going to increase. So let's talk to maybe the the small business owner for, for a little bit here. Okay. So um, maybe that entrepreneur that's out there watching this right now, like what, what, what are the types of things if they haven't considered this or haven't really thought about how this affects their business? Like what are some of the things they should be thinking about? Um, Well, they should start thinking about from ground zero, 
um, making their finding out about accessibility, finding out what changes they can make to designs that is going to make it easier to make the document accessible. Yeah. Um, there are the thing I would caution about. There's a lot of companies out there that will say, "Oh, we can totally automate this, and we're going to charge you like a you know fifty mm. cents a page, and it's completely automated, and then you'll be compliant." And yeah. and that's that's not true. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does require some part human intervention, um, and so I I have run across several times where in the small print, I've read the contracts that these things they they don't do well those mm. things too are required to make you compliant so what mm. we're seeing is people are coming to us after the fact and going i mm. thought i was compliant but i wasn't really so mm. you really when they say that you know we have um, a document that shows all of the levels that you have to reach to be compliant you mm. really do have to do all of them to avoid the lawsuits and you mentioned working a lot with uh, with government contractors, among healthcare, of course, but but um, also government contractors, and that their their documents and that they need to be ADA compliant. Like, tell me a little bit more about how that works. Well, um, basically, any document that resides on your website needs to be compliant, no matter how big you are. Um, but if you're a government contractor, that's you know applies even more to you. Um, so just we can either do one or two things. We scroll people's websites and we download all their documents and make them compliant or yeah. they send them to us and we will, but yeah, everything, everything and everybody's got to be compliant. <laughs> and so another thing is like, this is not going away. So if somebody hasn't, uh, if somebody hasn't gone through this process or if somebody hasn't really revisited their website and what this looks like, um, this isn't going away. Like, in my opinion, it's going to just keep on increasing. It's something that should be done. Like, by the way, I don't want it to go away, but um, this is something that um, the lawsuits are going to continue. The other things are going to keep happening and um, it's better to get ahead of all this stuff. So I know I know um, there's just different tools, different options out there for people. Um, maybe share like some of that, like in terms of tools, of course, they can work with your team, like, of course, if they're, um, but what are some of the things that they can do like overall? Well, your Adobe products have really um, come a long way. Adobe is very, very, very focused on accessibility. So I highly recommend, you know, doing your designs and use utilizing the Adobe products. Mm -hmm. um, Microsoft as well is highly focused on accessibility and they've built in also a whole lot of things into their documents to help make them accessible quickly. Um, and then just, you know, even if you um, just do some deep dives yourself and really learn about, you know, what's involved and what needs to be done, uh, just arming yourself with information so you know exactly what a compliant document looks like. It's awesome. Well, Jenny, I just have to say it's been um, a great having you on the show to learn more about like your work, of course, what you're doing at Splashbox Marketing, but also, you know, the ins and outs of ADA compliance, five-weight remediation, what that means for business owners out there and, you know, government contractors and all the people that are affected, of course, and how it can actually be good for business and like how it helps the accessibility even for, you know, people that don't have a, a vision impairment. Um, so I think that's awesome. So I just have to ask you, so I, I know you guys are growing over there. I know you a lot going on from uh, from our conversations prior. Um, I mean, so what's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for uh, Splashbox Marketing? Well, for us, 
constantly um, researching and trying to stay on top of new trends, new software, um, continuing to do our research and find the most cost-effective approaches for our clients uh, to meet this regulation is really our focus. Uh, we're always excited when we find a new way to streamline our services using some new tool that has come onto the market that we can utilize and during our remediation. So just really staying on top of that um, and continuing to educate people on the importance of accessibility. Um, I became passionate about this because as a kid, um, my grandfather was an avid reader and when he lost his ability to see anything, it really affected his level of happiness because he mm. went from just reading all the time to now he couldn't. And that hurt, you know, I, I felt terrible for him. So at times, you know, I feel like we're doing this for everybody else's grandparents mm. and, and parents and children that are hard of sight and just making a difference in the world and making people aware that this issue exists and there are ways to help the community. Oh, that's wonderful. And if, if somebody's watching this, Jenny, and they want to learn more and to connect with you and your team, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that? Head on over to splashbox.com and fill out our contact form or give us a call. And we'd be happy to set up a time to, you know, give you a review of your website. We will do that, you know, initially give you kind of an overview for free um, and just talk about what options are available to you. Fantastic. Uh, and, and we'll put we'll put all that in the show notes as well. So the audience can just uh, click on click on the show notes and head right on over and check out uh, Splashbox Marketing. So great stuff there. And uh, and one of the big takeaways, hey, so this is not a Beyonce problem, just an Apple problem. This is not for Target only like this is for everyone to be thinking about. So I learned a lot. Um, if you're watching this in the audience, I, I hope that you learned a lot as well. Um, that being said, if this is your first time with Mission Matters, definitely hit that subscribe button. We're a platform that's all about bringing on uh, entrepreneurs and, and professionals and having them really share what their mission is and why they do what they do. Um, if that's the type of content you like, again, hit that subscribe button. We have many more mission-based uh, individuals coming on, and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Jenny, really, it has been a pleasure. Thank you again for coming on the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you.